BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil! You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Grab your happiest thought I did without coughing this week. And fly away with me in the Neverland. Because I am Jeremy. I am your spider pin. Hello. Nice to be flying with you. Flying in the friendly skies again. This all happened once, and it's all happened again. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a clue to something's coming. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. But hey, yeah, Lost Boy Phil, the Kryptonian, is with us. Hey, how's it going there? It is going very well, isn't it? It's a wonderful day in the beauty wood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're this is going to be a bit of a different show. I haven't got a chance to really prepare too much material for us to talk about, but I think we're still going to have some fun just kind of chilling. Uh, I've been working on, we're, we're kind of in new formats. There is, by the way, if you hit the shop, uh, button on NeverlandPodcast.com. You can get a new shirt. I got some new artwork here, which I don't know if I'll get a chance to actually slap onto this episode. Uh, but James Kennison of That Story Show, I have, I have paid him to do me a 16-bit style looking castle. So we have a brand new logo. And finally, we have our subtitle on there, which we've been using for a long time. It's been in iTunes and everywhere, but we just haven't had the logo stuff up for it. Uh, but you can get it, get this shirt on our, on our, uh, our shop. 
you can also see it now on our Facebook page. It's up there. I'm working on getting uh, the website will be up uh, and everything. But we're getting reformatted. And by the way, we're going to have a new opening. In fact, a few new openings. I'm putting together a few different ideas that might give the theme of that particular episode. And what's that? So, uh, well, let's let's hear it. All this has happened before. Almost definitely. And it will all happen again. Well, he didn't get to the word long when he let out what has to be the most monumental fart. Um, why are there Christmas lights all over the place? Some of them were already disturbed. Well, what if I did that now? A ghost will follow you home. No, they won't in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so, <that's right. laughs> All right, so uh, any any direct thoughts on this is more if we're going to do an episode that I think is mainly funny, uh, this clip and these are all you know clips that I've previously had on the show for the most part, except for the lines from Peter Pan, which we're going we're to have regularly. Well, but, of course. So, Mister Neverland. Yeah. So this has been you know of course you know I had to have a good old Eric there with his most definitely, uh, but this is just a lot of just funny things or or things that not necessarily were funny, but I put it together with some other stuff and it becomes funny. Gee, I wonder who that was that was laughing. Oh, yeah, you can hear me laughing hysterically. Uh, of course, now, this is an unfinished. I'm going to be putting some music. We need to have some stuff to introduce the show, introduce me, so I can just jump right in, and here I am. But uh, I, want to, I want to know what you all think, so just, hey, send me an email. If you've never emailed before, it's podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Shoot an email at me. Let me know what you think about this particular opening. Uh, it's not perfected yet. I'm still working on it, but uh, I, when I played it for Eric, he said, well, that's quite different, <laughs> and it is. Uh, I'm trying to reflect more of what people have said about the show. There's people who said, hey, this show's pretty funny. And so I want to play out the fact that we're funny because we're not, I don't want to be the typical Disney show because we do do some Disney news around here, but we've never been the typical type of show. We've been our own thing and we're just having fun and we're hoping you're having fun with us. And we talk about anything we want to. But because we do want to talk a little bit of Disney stuff here, we'll get in just a little bit of stuff here. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Uh, first off, the, the elephants in the room. Bob Iger stepping down, Bob Chapek stepping in. Now, uh, Phil, are you familiar with Bob Chapek? I, I don't know who that is. Uh, well, he has been head of the parks, Disney Parks. For, uh, well, a long time. Uh, I pulled up some information about him. So I heard the name, but I don't know who it is. Uh, oh, where, where, where's my page here? I just had it up here. So he is an American media executive businessman. He's chief executive officer now of the Walt Disney Company. And before that, he was chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Now, I don't find this to be... A lot of people were kind of shocked by this. Like, what? What? But Iger's time, he was, he was retiring in, in 2021. Now, it makes sense to me. Maybe that last year, you want to go ahead and try to get a successor in there, and you stay on. He's going to be, in a, as a, in a creative capacity, Bob Iger is sticking around, so he can help with the transition from Bob Chapek to, to step in, and it makes sense spending his last year before he retires from, from Disney to pass it on to the new guy. So, uh, I mean, it was I didn't expect him an uh, announcement. I didn't know that was coming. But, I mean, this just seems like a very natural progression. And I think it's a very good choice. I think Chapek has been around for a long time. He's used to running things in the parks. And he'll, you know, 
Bob Iger has done a lot of good things, I think, this time, although some other people have been really infuriated with some of the stuff Bob Iger has done. Uh, you know, overall, it's it's a it's a transition. I, I, I don't think he's been bad for the company so much. I mean, but so now Bob Chapek is going to step in. So, but yeah, I don't guess you're not really have much to add to that. No, he, not necessarily, because I don't know enough enough about him to to uh, say anything intelligent about right. it. If I, it, it, you know, I mean, I do know that the, the in my opinion, the parts have been doing very very well, and uh, so I don't know what he's uh, you know brought into it. Yeah. If I say something about him and then it ends up not being something he yeah. did, I'm going to sound like an absolute idiot, which I'm good yeah. at. But, I think he's capable, though, so we'll see what yeah. he does in the position of CEO of the Walt Disney Company, which yeah. was effective immediately. Uh, some other things happening around Disney right now is, uh, did you hear about the sinking of a Jungle Cruise ship? No. What happened? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what caused the sinking. I should have uh, read up on this a little bit more, but I just feel like, Whoa. That was kind of surprising. Now, where was this they at? Did, uh, this is Walt Disney World. Oh, my uh, goodness. But they did, Disney takes really good care of their guests. Sure. So uh, they, they went through and they got everybody some new clothes and gave everybody a bunch of fast passes from what I've heard. And so they're taking good care of everybody. That, that They most of, certainly do take yeah, care of you. They, you go down with the ship and then, you know, at least you're not going to drown. But that water is disgusting on the Jungle Cruise. And I know very well that nobody really wants to get into that water. Only other thing, and I can speak to this a little bit because uh, I've watched the video. Disneyland has debuted their new parade, oh. Magic Happens. I've heard of that. I think you and I have spoken about this. You mentioned yeah, it was the coming. name. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. it was coming. Uh, however long ago it was, we mentioned it. A couple months ago. Yeah, it's, it's maybe a, a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I got to watch some video. I can't say I'm a big fan of the music. It doesn't what kind of music that, is it? It doesn't have that timeless. It's very modern, poppy uh, yeah. for the Magic Happens stuff. And that doesn't have that timeless quality yeah. that Disney should have. Uh, the floats looked amazing. Sure. They've, although I was a little... The first float had, of course, they they, want, they get everybody, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and all of them out of the way at the beginning well, of, of course, it. Of course, yeah. Uh, they're wearing kind of a blue-themed outfit with a blue-themed float. Mickey, of course, riding the float, everybody else on foot. Well, the costumes were okay. I mean, uh, there was one thing that some of the humans walking with them, this one girl had this giant white headdress wig that was huge it looked awful it looked like something out of a really bad tim burton movie and when he makes a bad movie that was the first thing i was thinking of i was was thinking of uh some sort of tim burton nutcracker ish it is with the the makeup it looked like the makeup was on her face just it looked terrible because it was trying to be all blue with white and but Uh, then you have this fantastic moana float they have really? like even a, there's like this wave coming up behind her. Moana is riding on there, waving at everybody. That sounds good. And there's like a screen showing stuff, which well, like like, like a better. like a movie screen or like it. Well, yeah, like a Titantron ish. Oh, cool. You know, like his, his, you know, you can you can thin screens nowadays. So it's more yeah. like this wave, and you can see there's a screen as you. It looks like Ocean Life was going by on it. So that looked really neat. And then um, another criticism though is here comes Maui on his own little float. Oh, the costume. Um, I I always have a problem when they have a human character and they put a weird, oversized, goofy-looking mask on him. Yeah. It always looks bad to I, me. I know what you're saying. I mean, I, I get it. And some characters like him, I can understand why they do it. Yeah, I can understand it. But I think you could have found a big Polynesian muscle, muscular guy to maybe play the thing and then maybe paint the tattoos on him or something. Yeah. This is... Okay, have you seen how Sully is for Sully because he's got oversized arms. You know, he can't really grab things in the arms because somebody's just working the arms with their sure. arms inside. That's what Maui is. He's a big oversized costume and his hands are permanently done in these, like, 
not he's not because you can't point. So he's kind of a, like a GI Joe figure. He's got like a grip looking thing, and you can see the guy's trying to like wave and point, but it doesn't look like a wave. Well, now wait like a minute. He's got like big gorilla arms. Now wait just a second here. Don't you know about GI Joe? They had a kung fu grip. Oh, I know. but but you know, it was, that, I just meant that as an example. You know, I, I was he's just got kidding. these fixed hands, so he can't move his hands. At I all. know what and you're saying. What you're I, saying is that he looks. Almost like a model, like a, a yeah. It don't look right. Yeah, like a statue. It, is what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, it don't. Look, I mean, because he can move. And there's a guy in the thing, but it just don't look very good. He because he can't move his hands. Well, he can't because wave people. Because now that we have these, uh, and I don't almost don't spooky looking. Done it. Almost because we have these spooky looking uh, masks of Mickey and them. And I say spooky in the sense that when you're a kid, uh, when I was a kid, I mean that Mickey and them had these masks that we understood that there was the cartoon Mickey. And then you had the Mickey Mouse costume Mickey, um, and they weren't very animated. Nowadays, they're so animated that yeah. there's almost a spookiness about it. I mean, it's, I love See, it. Now they can blink and they. Can I talk. love it, but it's so, almost yeah. scary looking. And uh, so, so with Maui, if he's not very animated, there's that's almost well. I mean, bizarre. he's animated as much as a human in a costume can be, except for the face doesn't move, the hands don't move. That's what I mean. It's almost like, yeah. like he's a, stuck in the rock uh, eyebrow, yeah, pose. forever. But <laughs> I, I think they could have, you know, gotten a human to just be Maui, and people would have gone for it. There's definitely when it, now. I'm assuming this is Florida, right? No, this isn't Disneyland. Okay, so this yeah, is this is either way in Florida and California, you. I'm assuming could have found you could have gone to you Gold's found, Gym, um, Polynesian, yeah. Hawaii. You could have gone to any, any beach. Any gym, you could have found a guy who'd been like, you know, yeah, you know, find a retired wrestler. I don't know. Or but, you could have got a guy and, and put a costume around the body, uh, you know, yeah. and and had the face. Well, let where, him have a face. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Put a, put a long hair wig on if you need to, but you know, find so that way he's not so weird looking, and let him have hands. Yeah, so he can wave and not be. I'm pointing my fist at everyone. You know. So, but the, the floats were really cool, and I love that at behind the float and in between the floats, they had like Polynesian style dancers, you know, dancing in the full dress, and it, it was really cool. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff yeah, about sure. this. So, I got a lot more positive from what I saw in this video than the negative. Um, but then there was a, a, a oh, I love this cocoa float. Oh, really? So, you know, in the front of the float, Miguel is up on a, kind of a gazebo kind of thing, and you know, he's got his guitar and pretending to play guitar, oh, you know, and it's Miguel. He's wearing a big face thing, too, but you got, you're trying to make a, a full-size person look like a child, so I get it. You, you have to do what you have to do at that time. Uh, but at least he can move well, his hands. Now, are we talking about uh, whenever Miguel is... Uh, a kid. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, so, well, he's, so he's well, in the other me, world yet, or...? I'll get into that. Because this is really cool how they did this. So Miguel is in this gazebo, and he's in the land of the living. He looks very much living Miguel. Okay. Behind him is like this, uh, you know, the flower and bridge thing. There you go. And through it, you can see, uh, I can't remember the dog, Diego? Is that the dog? I think that's his name. I'm probably getting that wrong. I apologize. But you see the dog kind of jumping through the flowers, but as he jumps oh. to the second jump, he's in his guardian form on the second jump. So he's like, he's crossing the bridge, and like halfway through, he becomes his guardian form. Now, that's really, that's really cool. I don't even thought and that, then, but well done. On the other side of the bridge, there's this stage. And over there, you have, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting names, but you have like his grandparents. Yeah. Who are now reunited and performing together. So you know, his grandmama is singing and, and the one character, and I forgot his name. I love that guy, too. He's playing guitar, but they're oh, singing yes, together. Oh, yes, yes, They're performing together. They're like these, uh, not really marionettes, but they looked real like skeleton guys, but not so much that they're scary looking, but they're dancing and singing uh, together. Looks great. It is uh, I very who, cool. Uh, th you know, Disney has... And we're all like forgetting names of that. Di I'm Disney, uh, huh. Disney uh, you know, they, they 
they know how to find great talent. So, yeah. you know, I admire these people who have a, such a great knack at coming up with the eye. Not just the fact yeah, that they the can do it, but the, yeah. the definitely Imagineers because you have to have a uh, great ability and imagination to come up with this, the idea of this. And, yeah. you know, we can look at it and say, and bring the movie to oh, life. sure, it's Disney. They can do that easily. No, no, no. You have to have a talent. Yeah, God given talent and ability, yeah. you know, to, to think that through. I mean, oh, yeah. That's great. It is really cool. Uh, I can't think of what yeah, it was. Mainly like the the first few few floats were trying to be modern. I think that after this one might have been they had a Frozen themed, which is it's a new one, so it's kind of Frozen two. Uh, and it was just your standard. Oh look, here's Anna and Elsa. Okay, you know, and it was neat looking. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really find anything that spectacular about it. They don't really have to be spectacular. They had a really kind of fun Olaf uh, on on kind of the midway in there, kind of moving and waving. He was a, a an animatronic. But on the back of it, there's Sven, who's just kind of turning his head, looking at that side and looking at that side. So it's cute. It was pretty good. But here's what I found to be interesting, because clearly they're playing to the children. Sure. Who maybe have seen these newer Disney films, but maybe haven't watched the classics, and so they won't care. This is the world of Disney+. Plus. All these classics are right there available. But this is Disney once again saying, oh, we know we got some objectionable content in our classics. That's at least what I took from this. But I'm probably, I know, I might be stretching that. But... All of your classic characters you you might want to see are all just walking on foot in a little section next. Uh, I saw Pinocchio walking. The fairy godmother was walk, walking. But a lot of the classic film characters, just a group of them, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, but they're just walking and greeting, which was like, oh, well, golly, all at once. Don't get their own thing. And I, I know you're probably limited for the amount of floats you can do. But I was like, that's a little disappointing that some of the classic characters are kind of reduced to that. Uh, but then, you know, Cinderella did have a single person uh, float to kind of come with an eye on so she could wave. Uh, and then we did have uh, Tiana and uh, Naveen together uh, dancing on a little, another small float. I mean, just just a circle with. Some, I mean, they looked really cool though. Yeah. Not taking away from these floats, they were really neat. Especially the uh, the princess and the frog one was very swamp looking, and surrounding them it was like the white swirls of magic, like when they were transforming. Oh, that's cool. From oh, so that was really cool. Well thought out. So they were neat. They were neat floats, but I was like, well, you know, we're. I felt like the classic characters didn't get enough. For, I love the classic characters. That well, might be, that might be why I noticed. Maybe or and, and let's not forget, if it weren't for the classic characters, you wouldn't have these. Yeah, I'm not going to say um, half and half characters, but in my opinion. So these modern characters are just okay. That's, yeah. I, they don't. I don't know if they all are going to have the staying power of some of these yeah. classic films. But that might be just our opinion. Yeah, it could be. But, I but like so, what you're talking them about. So what we were talking about earlier, though, there's a timelessness yes, about a timeless the old. Quality. It's something that somebody said to me one time about Aladdin. And uh, when it first came out, someone said that Aladdin is a great film, but it's not timeless. And by the way, I'm sorry for you fans. They're right. I love Aladdin. The jokes were very modern. But the, the jokes time. fit yeah. 1992. Yeah, they did. They didn't fit. And you, right now, you're probably booing me. It's okay. You can boo me all you want. That doesn't they mean it's right. not a great No, joke. we love it. But yeah. Jack Nicholson, kids now have asked me. I've had a million kids ask me, Who, what's that? What's, I don't get it. They're quoting it, and they love it, but they don't know it. They don't get it. They don't get well, it. Heck, he even did a few characters. Adults a few don't even that, know. That, yeah, when I was a teenager, when it came out, I didn't know who that person was there's, supposed there's, to be. There's a, there's a Republican uh, uh, speaker that they're quoting in that film that most adults even now don't know it because they were young then. They mm -hmm. don't get it. And I've had to explain to them who it was. 
and other people, you know, quid quo pro and all that, you know, they yeah, did that. Well, speak. that was, um, oh, I I'm sorry. I can't think of his name right now, I, but I do know him. I only knew him because I've listened to Rush Limbaugh and stuff. And that's how I found out who he was, but yeah. that's the reason why I knew who he was. And, uh, he was, he was a good man. But, uh, the fact of the matter is, is, uh, you know, Ron Williams knew of him. And so yeah. he joked, joked about him joke and, and, and he, he was very, very, yeah. very famous at the time. But that was at that time. The yeah. whole point is, is that that as great as that is, and Rob Williams, brilliant, talented man uh, with voices and stuff. I mean, yeah, um, he could do so many more expressions. I mean, uh, uh, I meant to say uh, uh, imitations. He could have imitated so many other people too. Problem with that is, is like you go f f uh, another thirty years from now, the kids are gonna say, "Who's that?" They're not gonna recognize who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. That'd be unfortunate. Yeah, it would be. But, now, you know, me, we, on the we, other we hand. Did, you know, I was one of the things, if, well, if I had kids, you know, I wanted, I would want to show them some of the things sure. I enjoyed as a child so no, they could experience them. them. And I love that Disney Plus has some of the old Disney exactly. cartoons. No, so I always so, love Aladdin. I don't want to think I don't like yeah, I love it. Yeah, love the movie. But it'd be not, it's nice to be able to show all these old shows yes. to our two kids with Disney Plus. And if, if you're a parent, I'm sure you've gotten that kind of joy to be able to show the old DuckTales or old Gummy Bears episodes to your kids. I bet you're having a ball doing that. I know I would. Uh, but anyway, I'll so, really but, have but, Disney Plus, yes. Yeah, but moving from there. Uh, so, okay, I mentioned, of course, we had uh, Cinderella had her own little Now, are these just the movies, or was there anything like any TV shows? Are these just the films? Uh, besides Mickey and them. I mean, was there any other? No, they, they don't mainly do movie characters yeah, okay. in these. Um the only other, the final, the finale, Big Flow, and it's because, of course, there's been another Maleficent movie, so it's, you know, but it was oh, still yeah. st stylized, and it was really cool looking towards, it was cool, it was a stylized toward the old Sleeping Beauty, good, and you had good. the three fairies, and uh, oh, the art style was matching the float. Well, that's good. So that Sleeping Beauty kind of rounded up. Uh, well, I don't recall if there was anything after that. At least, at least she got her own float. Yeah. Well, but that's because of Maleficent. Well, sure. So, they were really focused on a lot of their modern stuff and their modern outings, which I understand because it's what would be their, your current stuff and you're, you know, trying to make well, sure the kids are enjoying and it. And you're also trying um, to, let's be honest, I mean, they're still trying to sell. Yeah, they are. They're selling. And that's, I mean, that makes so, some sense. And it's, it's not a bad parade by no. any stretch. I was, like I said, I wasn't really a fan of the, the music. It didn't have that timeless quality that, that I expect from Disney. Although you do have some, like, remixed versions of music from the movies, of course, as each book comes by. Uh, but overall, it's a good parade. I don't think it's as good as some of the other ones, but I I, I thought it was neat. It was really yeah. cool. The flakes are the, the flakes. flakes. The floats are pretty awesome. <laughs> I so, they, they, but huh, you expect flakes. an awesome float because it's Disney. Oh, they don't. So of course, when they have a float, they don't have to half. Man, they, they, they go are, all the they, way. They're going to put out the best floats, and they are. The floats are fantastic. So you know what? It's an enjoyable parade. If you're in Disneyland, make sure you check it out. Uh, what what did I what I said was called? Here comes the magic comes or something the, like that. The Magic happens. Magic happens. Magic happens is the name it of the place. Definitely check it out. I think that you'll have a good time watching it. I don't think it's one of their best, but it's definitely really good. Yeah. So, uh, but all right. So we're gonna review other couple things before we get into what's going on with just life. Well, while we're talking about the parade, I have a question for you, Jeremy. All right, I might have an answer. All right, if you had to choose of your favorite of the Disney parades, uh, what would be your favorite that you ever did? Now I'm limited because I've only seen a few. I haven't seen video of everything. But one of the, I, the, well, this is tough because they're both were special. Everything I saw, because walking in there, having dream of ever, uh, always dreaming of going to a Disney park, and the first thing I see is this parade coming down, and they're singing "Celebrate a Dream Come True." Oh. 
Sorry, I'm not trying to get through. I'm trying not to choke okay. out. But that, oh, that, that meant so much to me. That nice. Ha- and, you know, and people were like, the celebrations for people can... at that point were bored of it. But I'd never seen it. I'd never heard sure. it. But when they were coming to saying that, I was like, they were oh, capturing your emotion. That, you know, they really did. That hit me because I'm like, I'm here. Finally, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and they're singing. It's just like they were singing to me. Yeah. So that was special. But then, like, that night, Spectro Magic. I love the music of Spectro Magic. Yeah. I'd never gotten to see the light of parades. It was fantastic, and I loved Spectrum Magic. It was so cool. I wish I had more video of it, but I mean, it's really hard to see because you know we, we didn't get there in time to you know to get in the crowd because everyone to see because those nighttime parades are beautiful and fantastic. So absolutely adore Spectrum Magic. And then before we left, I got to see they had the, the Pixar dance party, and I just love Pixar. So all That's three fun. of those, those are my top three because and they're all equal because they're all special because they're the ones I saw in person. And it was my first time seeing stuff, but especially, you know, celebrating the dream come true, you know, singing that at me when I was walking in the gate. That's great. I just, and then, you know, Spectrum Magic, I love, some people were like, oh, Spectrum Magic wasn't as good as the Main Street Delightful Parade. And I'm like, well, maybe not. I, but I've never seen the Main Street Delightful Parade. See, now that's I saw the Spectrum one. Magic. And the music of Spectrum Magic was beautiful. Of me growing up, uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade is what I saw a, a few times. And I also had the record uh, growing up. And so, that's what I, when I think of a Disney parade, maybe it's because of habit, or maybe it's just because of memory and the emotion it brought me as there a kid, but that's what that's I Disney. think of mostly. In fact, um, there's a part in the electrical parade that has, uh, oh, um, Elliot, the dragon. Yeah. And, and I always think of him, yeah. and then I think of Tron, and that has to do with the fact of the 30th anniversary of uh, uh of Disneyland on TV, they had the uh, Elliot coming out there, yeah, and they had Trump people dancing with them, which I still love. And every time I hear new, t- and here's the beautiful thing: they had the Pointer Sisters saying doing the Neutron dance, but they had the Neutron dance, they had the Neutron dance, yeah, and, and uh, doing the Neutron dance. And so to this day, when I think of that, I think of I think of the uh, the electric parade. Isn't that silly? Yeah. But I think well, of Tron. Sense. Yeah. I'm connecting all the dots together. You know. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's hilarious. But it's it's all about what it means to you when you see it. See, it's that that emotion, the, the nostalgia, the feeling you get watching. That's what makes it your favorite. Yeah, and. I but also people, love. I guess people who are there all the time, they'll think everybody guess, well, this one had this, this one had that. But for you know, people like me and the like, you know, you know? Guy. I love the Christmas one. Uh, I want to see the Christmas ones. I really do. Celebrate the man. Especially the one that has music from Scrooge in it. Yeah, oh, that was. That. I remember we when my dad was there. This is ten years ago. Wow, uh, wow that's a long time. Yeah, ten, 10 years, years ago, uh, and and. Uh, if I could talk about this, I get emotional. Oh yeah, he, he was uh, he was passing away, and he yeah. left. He left ten years ago last year. I mean, last week. It was ten years ago last week. Uh, but he uh, just before that, the Christmas before that, we went to Disneyland, and my dad loved the musical Scrooge. And, yeah, and uh, that was his favorite of uh, the Christmas movies. And when we were there together, and they started singing uh, some songs from Scrooge on there, and my dad's eyes kind of lit up oh, and he smiled oh. and and uh one of the things my father and, and i yeah and and he he just really lit up to that oh. and then whenever it was done we all went over to this corner and we found eggnog yes. and we were drinking that and that was pretty awesome I, and so I, I was watching that video i was wishing i was with y'all man. yeah it was pretty great well so, that and then also i love the uh Boo! This is Halloween. I love that. That's a great. That's a great parade too. Yeah, 
There's a lot of great praise. You, Let's be honest. Too. Just about every praise they yeah. do is going to be awesome. Even when they're there. bad, they're good. Yeah. 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 So, you, you would have bad castle designs for what? It was 50 years where they had the big cake castle. But it, it still was. It was still fun. fun. It was still a big castle. I went so. to it. I seen it in person, you know. It yeah. tasted good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but uh, speaking of like being able to review things, uh, let's we, you actually have a movie review for us. So yeah. There'll be spectacle. There'll be fantasy. There'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie. Yeah, we're gonna be a movie starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture. So this was not technically Disney, but it was because it was a Fox release. Mm-hmm. Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. Yes. Now I personally liked the Call of the Wild. I'm not very hard to please when it comes to certain movies, yeah. and I I think something that help, helps with me is some films I don't expect much out of. Uh, <laughs> some movies I do, some movies I don't. You go see a Star Wars movie for me. Uh, some of those movies I expect to see a lot out of, some I yeah. don't. But when it comes to the Call of the Wild. I went there, first of all, I didn't pay for it. My brother-in-law did. <laughs> but so, uh, someone else did. But uh, also, when I went, I went with some people I love. So I went and saw it, and I didn't know what to think at first. And I've seen, I'd watched a, a couple critics speak of it, and they talked poorly about some animation of the dog and heard he was a computer animator. Yeah, and I did, I, I even said something when I saw the trailer, like, it's kind of funny how how much complaints they got with The Lion King that they were very realistic and they didn't have over-animated. Yeah. So they almost seemed like Call of the Wild was trying to make up for that by yeah. overly animating the yeah, dog. Yeah, he was. And what's weirdest because you got, was it uh, London? Jack London? Jack or, London, yeah. Is that the name of the author? And he writes very dire yeah. and serious but now, novels. I won't so. lie and say I ever read the novel. Not, not this I one. I wouldn't want to read because I've seen it, just even seen in the movies based off his stuff and they're just too They're very serious. serious. Yeah. But in this case, at least in this movie, it's family friendly, which I like. They're um, lightened up. <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, quite frankly, uh, we got enough of the of unserious, unfriendly, family friendly stuff out there. And it's nice that you can take your kids to see this. And I was with my nephews and all. We went and saw it. Had a lot of fun with it. And what I do like about it is the fact that at first, when I heard so much about this dog, that they said it's, it's got so much humanoid looking expressions on it, I heard. And at first I was like, yeah, that's going to be kind of weird. So as it starts off, I see these humanoid expressions that you see on a dog. But as the time goes by, the film is narrated, of course, by Harrison Ford. Who, let's be honest, man, that guy is so talented. Because he's Harrison Ford. He's Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's great. His, his narration is great. But to me, as he's explaining this dog and he's narrating it, I, I understood why you couldn't have just had a regular dog. I kept thinking when I heard different uh, people talk about it. Yeah, why didn't you just have a regular dog and have an uh, animated dog for different stunts or whatever? Yeah. But first of all, you get that with so many other movies. When this movie started... And I understood it because you have the narrator talking about what the dog was feeling and seeing and all. And whenever this dog looks up at you or looks at other things, it's kind of what the narrator was already thinking that the dog was thinking. And I think that you're kind of seeing what the narrator is talking about. And you're seeing his viewpoint of the dog. It's not so much, I'm not saying the dog wasn't thinking this, I don't know. But it's kind of what uh, the human's idea of what this dog was going through. 
but it's I really like this dog. I like the the animal the way he is. I like the fact that because he's not just your normal dog. He's kind of like a, a dog who thinks and a dog who goes through things. He kind of I'm not going to tell you anything happens in the film. You can see it yourself. Yeah. But I like that uh, you see that he changes throughout the film. He goes through uh, different adventures, different times of his life, like we do. Uh, you do this job for a while, and through this job, you change. You go through this part of your life, and you change, and you have to make decisions. And you can see this dog goes through that. Uh, you know, you're called to do this, and you're called to do that. And then you see him changing his personality, and he's changing through these, and he has these expressions through it. And, I I was actually moved by this dog, mm. and then I suddenly thought about it. Wait a minute, you're worried if you were even going to like this dog, and you started realizing this is not even a real dog. This is a computer animated dog. <laughs> this is a cartoon I was, dog. <laughs> I was actually emotionally moved by this computer animated dog, <laughs> and and Harrison helps you move along because he's narrating it. But in reality, that dog did they did such a good job with animating it. In some ways, it helped me that he kind of had the animated look about him. It helped me with it. I liked it. I thought they did a good job. Probably helps bring the kids along into the. I think so. Because it was the classic literature, and they're making it to where it's a little bit more kid friendly, where a kid can understand maybe some of the themes that are in the story. Perhaps, yeah, and what he's thinking might be what. Yeah, so it it might it might help. Maybe it encourage kids to actually go and read some of the. Because there's a there's a dog. I said I don't want to give anything away, but there's there's a dog who's we'll just say kind of a bully. Uh, One dog is a bully, and. It helps to kind of see the expression of a, uh, you know, like uh, a mean expression mm-hmm. from one dog, and uh, you're not necessarily going to see that from a, a regular dog, you know, yeah. you know, and and then he's kind of like makes a stand, uh, you know, no, I'm not going to have that. So he kind of gives this brave look on his face, and that kind of I liked it. I was like, I think we all have had to make a stand before, and I, I, I kind of I really connected to this dog. I liked him. <laughs> I was like, I so like they you. They did a good job making him a good character. Yeah, he, he did. He had a lot of character personality. And this is not to say I haven't liked any other dog films. And, and I'm not even a huge dog guy. I mean, I like dogs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't go around going, oh, I got to go get me a dog. But when I left there, I was like, well, I wish I could have that dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so overall, you recommend it. Definitely yeah, bring yeah. the kids. Yeah, have a good thumbs time. up. Yeah, I like it. Especially it's a good family movie. Yeah. Now, another film that uh, I watched just this week, and you said you watched a couple of weeks. This, of course, is a straight-to-video release, and it's been out for a little while. But Superman, Reign of the Superman from Disney Animated. And right now, they're about to release Red Sun, I believe it's called, where it's the, the what-if world. And I think you've got the comic of this, where what if Superman had, uh, like, crash-landed in Russia. Yeah, from DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't got the Russian one yet, but... That one's about to come out, or, or yeah. it might have come out this week. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, we wa- I watched, and you watched, Reign of the Superman. Uh... I I don't know if this was as good as the death of Superman. I like both. I, but... I mean, I like, uh, but here here's as as enjoyable as Reign of Superman was. It was really cool. It had a lot of good story. There's just one huge thing that really, and it was towards the end that crushed it for me. That I really did not like. Okay, so I want to be careful about giving away too much of the plot, but a lot of this is uh, is all right for. I've got to be careful about this. Let's just say Darkseid is involved, in the, which I think he was kind of involved in the original comic version. But part of this is giving a lot of Metropolis citizens who want to step up and help one of these supermen that they think might be the real Superman back. Because there's four different supermen, and the question is, like, is John Henry Items really possessed by the true spirit of Superman? You know, and that kind of thing. 
Uh, but so there's one particular Superman that, that the Metropolis people think, oh, he wants us to help in case something like Doomsday ever comes along. We get the chance to help out and we'll have superpowers. So they're, they're innocent people. They want to help. But the devices they're, they're getting hit with turn them into slaves of dark side, basically. So, oh, yes, yes. Now, here's what bugged me is at the end of it, when good has triumphed, these, these, these innocent civilians who are, you know, now these, this army are airborne. Yeah. And they're falling. And the Justice League is watching them fall, just watching them fall down. Yeah. Now, Superman, well, Superman probably fast enough he could catch and save them all. I thought But the same he doesn't thing. know this is going on when the real Superman comes back. So, what you. And I thought, okay, they'll find a way to have it happening. Like, somehow, they still had the powers before they hit the ground, and so they survived it. I thought but that. All you got was at the end, because you'd have established two characters uh, Eric and his, his wife or girlfriend, Becky. And we get onto the ground here, and Eric is there in his, his cyber form, and he turns back to normal with Becky over him. And the last thing we see is the sun going down, pile of bodies over, and Becky crying over Eric. And that's the last we see or hear of any of these yeah, people. So the Justice League stood there and watched as innocent people fell from the sky and splattered all over Metropolis. Yeah, yeah that bothered me, too. Bothered the heck out of me. Ruined the whole movie right there for me. That, that, that bothered me, too, oh, because it, it was... You can hear I'm irritated by that, can't you? It, it bothered me, too, because it That was, wouldn't happen in a Marvel movie. They it, would have tried. They might have failed, but they would have tried. What bothered me about oh. the thing was that they just didn't think all the way through. That Almost as if the, these people, because whether, whether these people that became these bot things, whatever yeah. you call them, they, by choice, became it. But they, but, they wanted to help. But they, they were innocent. At the time... Oh. Weren't aware of what was going to happen. Right. They thought they were going to become know. supermen, and they were going to help Superman. Out. Yeah, and so who wouldn't step up to help Superman? So that they, I thought that they could have found a, a better ending of that to area. restore them. That's all. All it would have taken is them get to return to normal and a happy ending. Yeah, because I mean, the, even like an old crossover with Justice League and the Avengers. The Justice League chastised the Avengers because you're not like idolized in your world and you don't have like in this perfect utopian world like what we kind of have because Metropolis is a utopia thanks to Superman, you know. And so they, they they stood on that and then I watched this movie and here's the Justice League watching people fall and they don't even try. I can understand if they tried and they couldn't save everybody, but at least we saved who we could. Yeah. Then, okay, cool. Go, go Justice League. Because that's what would have happened in the Marvel Universe. They would have failed, Normally, but they would have tried. Well, most of the other cartoons. But, I mean, the Flash did, yeah. could have caught these. He's fast. He could have caught them all. Yeah. And he, where, where's the Flash? Yeah. I mean, Batman <laughs> might have, you know, figured something out, you know. But, oh my gosh. They just watched. Justice League, you suck. I'm uh, make mine Marvel. There uh, you go. Period. End of story. Uh, Without Superman, you're nothing. And that's clearly because if Superman had been on Earth and not having to deal with all this stuff, Superman would have saved every single one of them because he's Superman. <laughs> and that's why we love Superman. That's right. Don't he's the it. one. And I, I couldn't blame Batman for not being able to do it because he's still human. And he's more of a crime fighter than he is a, a hero. Yeah. He's heroic in his own way. He's still saved it from the Joker. But he's more of a crime fighter. But you had with Green Lantern. Couldn't he not make a giant flipping green <laughs> That's net? what I was thinking. They, Something. they have the ability and they do nothing. I'm going to end up ranting on this, but yeah, so I can't recommend Reign of the Superman, and they've now put it together in a box set with Death of Superman, but Death of Superman, I liked it a lot better than that Doomsday cartoon, because they try to keep, yeah. keep more to the, the the comics of what happened, and it's a much better story, I think, in the comics of the terror of Doomsday, and it's just marching across the yeah. land, just devastating these heroes until Superman goes up there to fight him. It's a great comic, and I think they did a great job with uh, the newer version yeah, uh, of, of the Death of Superman. And the one thing I they, that we've talked about it before, one thing I did like about this new one with the uh, oh the Reign of Superman 
they did try to put in some of the newer information with yeah. the, that uh, in if if you've I'm uh, sorry if I'm reading anything for anyone in the newer com- comic books uh, there are certain things about Superboy that we know it's part of the information yeah. I'm not going to tell you though yeah there's certain things about Superboy that we know that quite honestly when it first happened the reign of Superman not only did we not know about it it wasn't written yet. That about Superboy mm-hmm. and, and his DNA and all that. Yeah, where but it came from. Where it came mm-hmm. from and, and who he was from and all that. We just knew. Well, we the, had some of the information, yeah, but not all some. of the information. So in this, because yeah. it's been written since then, well, it only took, what, 20 years to write it all. Yeah. So they decided to, now that it's, you know, um, a fact, if you want to call it that, uh, they decided to add it into the film and say, okay, that's how it is. And so we're going to have it like it was always that way. Because it's supposed to be always yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, that's, you can retcon stuff in comic books. They do it all the time. Yeah, you know. So you can get away with it. Recreate. DC is good at recreating. You know, like, <laughs> so is Marvel no, but Yeah, nowadays, like, Spider-Man every so two much. years, every two years, DC is like, oh, by the way, you know, crisis on uh, yeah. <laughs> in your and brain. Thank you, Nick Spencer. He's slowly been putting Spider-Man back in order. There you go. Uh, that guy, and he's a good writer too. I like Nick Spencer, uh, and even uh, Ryan Otley. I think he's been uh, drawing for Amazing Spider-Man. They're just a heck of a good team. Just I love the art here lately on Amazing Spider-Man. I love the writing. So if you're reading some comics, you got to be reading some Amazing Spider-Man because it's been frankly amazing. Good. <laughs> That's cheesy. Okay, so just quick life updates here before we wrap this up. This is something I've been kind of waiting before I tell Philip everything. Okay, and uh, and you've probably seen me ahead before I've mentioned this. Uh, Missouri Net, which is a kind of a news affiliate thing for out the state of Missouri, uh, and they're associated with a lot of different radio stations, television stations, whatever that they get a night news from. So, and being an affiliate, that means I can go through a certain website, I can grab audio from one of the reporters, I can grab their stories, and I can use them on air. We're affiliated. Uh, we, you know, we they they pay us, I think, even to be part of it. Um, well, I was invited uh, on March twenty seventh is when I'm going down. I'm going down to Jeff City. To get a tour of the place, they're going to show me around Jefferson City. Uh, they said something about, uh, you know, hey, if I need a microphone, uh, that they can get me a microphone. Now, I don't know what they mean by that. Like, they want to get me a little portable, like kind of what I'm using now. Or, I mean, I don't know what they, they want to do with that, but I've had thoughts in my head. Uh, they also thought it would be fun that night. They, they thought it would be fun to take me for a good touristy thing. There's a, a, a prison in Jefferson City that has a haunted tour or ghost tour. And we're going to go. So... Oh yeah, it might be fun. It's like you know me. I'm, I'm gonna be just the right amount of skeptic. I'm gonna try not to laugh at stuff. Uh, just, but I love a good ghost story, so I'm just gonna like, okay, you know, tell me some good stories about this prison, and then I'll I'll go home and go back to the hotel and try to sleep that night. But <laughs> I've had this thought in my head that uh, I want to do more than what I'm doing at the radio station right now. I'm 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 a glorified news reporter. I'm not really much of a journalist, honestly. Uh, I can go and find the stories and report on the stories, much like I do here. I, although I, I do better at my job than I do here sometimes, because today I don't think I was very well researched on what I report on going on Disney happenings. But a lot of media companies are expanding into podcasting. Now, maybe somebody at Missouri Net has heard this show. Maybe one of them is listening right now. And in my head, I'm like, what if they want to be able to develop something with me where I could actually branch out and do something that I'd be more happy and thrilled to do, and having my own show like this that that I would get paid to do, I've had that thought in my head. What if? And what if? Because like when they say if they come and say, so what sort of microphone would you like to have? I would tell them flat out, I would love to have an RE20 and a good mixer to use at home to record the podcast and do some other work from home. 
if they are wanting to go that far with me, and they tell me that, hey, we actually wanted you to make a show for Missouri Net, you know how happy that would make me? Of course, I don't think they'd want a Disney show like I normally would do, because Missouri, although we got some Disney history in Missouri, brother, you know that. Oh, yeah. So, um, I don't think they'd want me to do a Disney show, but I, my, my brain, even this morning in the show, was like, what if, what if? They want to develop a podcast network and want me to make a show with them, and I get paid enough to where I wouldn't necessarily be working at the radio station, even though I, I do enjoy it for at least three hours a day. The rest of the time, it's, um, you know, I'm admin assistant. It's not the greatest thing, but it's full-time, and I'm working, and I appreciate it. Uh, but it's the three hours that I'm kind of working on air, I like a lot better, because that's what I'm trained to do and what I want to do. But I've just had that thought. What if Missouri Net wants me to be able to get a show going for them that would be podcasts out, but even go out to all these different radio stations? Yeah, you okay. just brought a, an idea to me. Oh. How, Marvel Disney's What If. Remember the old comic book? What D- Marvel's What If? Yeah, which the series is coming. The series is coming. Mar- oh, Mar- Marvel Disney's What If. Mar- what if Mickey had been bitten by a spider? And, <laughs> and I can see the... I can see, I can see him. Oh, no! <laughs> uh-huh. What if Goofy had been injected with a super soldier serum? That's it. You know, like... like uh, what if uh, didn't you draw something? Oh, I did so those. I, I know you did on Mickey Spider Man, but I think you've yeah. also done Mickey as Captain America. Yeah, but I know. I think you've also did. Well, that was the Duck. Avengers. That was the Avengers yeah, one. The Avengers. But what would be I great is find that artwork. We should make a T-shirt. Well, yeah, I'll we do should. It. Yeah. But what would be great is like a like the the, the Iron Marvel Duck. Disney's What If like well, because I had uh, Donald Duck from the X Men one. I had Donald Duck as Wolverine, but like a, yeah, Marvel perfect. Disney's What If you know because I had a Goofy uh, Incredible Hulk once. It'd be like the 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 one. Remember the what if where it had the skull of uh, of uh, Wolverine? Like what if the Hulk had killed Wolverine? Oh, Could the only one I really remember is because it's the one I had was what if the Punisher had become Captain America? And it was good. It now, was really good. What would be great is if they had Marvel's What If, or what if Wolverine had had uh, you know been killed by Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Okay, so imagine now Donald Duck is Wolverine. Okay. Uh, Goofy is Hulk. He <laughs> he kills. He, they have a fight. He kills Donald Duck. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible! Though. Oh, it's okay now. Yeah, it's it's right. Donald Duck. Well, it's, it's Marvel's what if? So it's Marvel <laughs> Disney's what if? Oh, yeah. Gorge, Hulk smash. I would almost like to see Pete though, kind of a no. He be Hulk. saber tooth. Oh, he's Sabretooth. Because that part of my head, I'm thinking uh, Runaway Brain, where they had kind of oh, Pete yeah, was basically the monster. Great. That's how I can see Hulk. You there have Will and the Giant as Hulk. You know, also, oh, no, man. That would be, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Galactus. Oh, Galactus. <laughs> now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to do a Fantastic Four picture, and, and he's going to yes. be Galactus. Oh, my goodness. Beep, I boop him. Planets. <laughs> Dog oh. Gondit, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, coming up with some crazy stuff. Uh, so, darn you, now I'm gonna start drawing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, heck, you start drawing. We should make some t-shirts. But anyways, yeah. I want to wrap the show up because sure, sure. I need to hit a restroom myself. Sure, there you and go. then we're gonna watch some Picard. And coming up at some point in the show, we'll we'll discuss the Picard series. Maybe after it's all wrapped. Yes. So, because I'm only I've only got to watch two episodes. And who wants to ruin anything? Right. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. No, so. No. But I want to be able to talk about it's good. It's good. Yeah, so far I've been enjoying the two episodes I've Well done. Well done. There's been six so far. I've watched them all. The language has bothered me. It's in there. And I think somebody pointed out very well. I've heard another podcast of Real Brian, actually, was they established in Star Trek um, 4 when they came home. 
yes. isn't it? That they had gotten beyond any language like that, that yes. they had evolved past it. So why is it back? But now you could use that, that, okay, well, this is sort of almost a dystopian Starfleet. They're kind of falling apart. It's not the Starfleet they once were. Yeah. So maybe language like that has come back. But it's just it seems to establish that Star Trek shouldn't have F-bombs. Well, quite honestly, the problem is, is sorry, folks, I am a pastor. Our society is fallen. Yeah. And that's what it that is. That is true. It's a, the, the new generation believes that it's, it's cool to be this way. But yeah. in reality, it shows a lack of tact. Yeah, that's true. But I've heard that, like, like in Picard, you know, like uh, Patrick Stewart himself kind of wanted to add some language in. Like, it doesn't Maybe, fit. But, but he but hasn't, that, I don't he know hasn't seemed to, true that is. But. He hasn't seemed to really do that himself yeah. on, on the show. I know, he's uh, apparently been a producer and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. But we'll discuss that uh, when the series is completed and I get a chance to watch all of it and then we'll yes. kind of. We'll, we'll delay just in case if you're watching it and you're interested in watching it, you'll get a chance to see it yourself. Yes. And we'll try not to spoil it for you, but I'll warn you ahead of time. Hey, we're going to discuss the entire Picard series when that happens. So we're going to watch a couple episodes as you get some lunch and I eat my Reese's and after I hit the restroom. Engage. Engage. Make it so. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young-at-heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.